Welcome, everybody, yet another episode of the Wrestling vs. the World podcast. If you haven't joined today, sweet, if not, what the hell ever. We're now into the month of December for Saturday Morning Slam, December 1st, 2012, all the way over in the UK. Two matches, a spotlight segment, a video vault, which I mistyped over here on my notes, because I mix up the T and the L, and a special weird announcement at the end of the show. So let's get right on to it. Opening contest, Jinder Mahal versus Ted DiBiase Jr., R-Truth again on commentary. And, like I said, it's in the UK. I did not even know Teddy Biasi Jr. was even still in the company at this point because this whole mocking or the whole thing of trying to do what his father did with the whole million-dollar shit didn't work. And then this whole Teddy Biasi posse thing failed. So I was surprised to see that he was still there. But it's just like this match, people didn't give a shit. I mean, mostly because of DiBiase. I mean, no def- no offense to him, but nobody cared for him. I mean, he tried getting some offense and even surprisingly got a diving plancher over the top rope to Mahal and Slater on the outside. And he's doing the whole mocking thing like, yeah, I can do Air Guitar true, Air Guitar 2, and oh yeah, I can also do the drums. Great, but this is a 3MB. These three men are with Air Guitar, so there's no percussion section between these three men. Do you ever see Jinder Mahal pulling out a pair of drumsticks out of his ass being like, Yeah, I can do the drums too! Oh, why do these drumsticks smell like shit? So they get back in the ring, Jinder gets some sort of offense on DiBiase, and then the camp, but the camera focuses on Slater, so they miss whatever move Jinder was trying to do in the match. So it's like, why are you focusing on the Wendy's check? Focus on the action, please. And then DiBiase gets a non-offense, he gets an inverted atomic drop and two other moves in the match, but the camera misses all three moves because of the fucking camera cut, causing interference in the match. Because, oh, we got to focus on the fact that Josh Matthews and R-Truth are on commentary. Oh, did you know the commentary is there, even though we're supposed to focus on the fucking match? So we're going to miss out on whatever the fuck Teddy DiBiase Jr. is doing? So it was just pointless there. And then at the end, something I don't know if this has ever happened. DiBiase goes on the top rope with the diving crossbody... Jinder rolls through and wins. I know we see this move happen a lot where crossbody, somebody rolls through, go for the pin. But how often does that result in the finish? Like, how often does somebody roll through and still get the pin? Like, I I don't remember ever seeing that. I mean, it's a weak finish there because you can't go with the dream streak that DBLC does because he's locking it on the opponent's head. And I have no clue what Jinder's finisher was at this point if he even had one. But it's just, ugh, crowd didn't really give much of a shit. Now you get Layla, who I know was still around with the company for a couple more years after this, and she gets her own segment, doesn't have a title or anything, but she wanted to explain the differences between American and English cultures by talking about the different words we used for describing certain things. So first off, in America, we got policemen, and in the UK, they have what's called the Bobby, spelled B-O-B-B-I-E. Not to be confused with Bobby Hill. Back now, Bobby from King of the Hill. Yeah, that's right. But, I mean, I don't know if she knows here, but Layla, policemen are sometimes referred to as Dick. Or at least it was with that one guy in the episode of fucking Family Feud from back in the 70s. Uh, the subway is also known in the UK as the Underground. Yeah, because that's where subways usually start residing in. Oh, I would need to go to the underground. I need to ride the underground all the way down the fucking block. Like, what the fucking shit? Then, saying that here in America, we have an elevator. Over in the UK, they got the lift. Even though she realizes that fucking stupid because 
the elevators also go down. So exactly are you, you're not always getting lifted unless you're that one elevator that they had from that book, The Wayside Stories from, from the Sideways Stories from Wayside School or whatever the fucking book it was where it's like, it's like, oh, this elevator only goes up. So it goes away to the top floor. Oh, it can't go down. Waste of an investment. And then at the end, she's like, oh, in America, you say bathroom or restroom. We call it the loo. Huh? What sense does that make? Yeah, loo rhymes with poo. He he he. Then afterwards, she's like, oh shit, I gotta piss. And runs into the bathroom. Okay, perfect timing there. Now the next segment. We get the video vault looking at some WWE UK superstars. William Regal bringing up his accomplishments. Intercontinental champion, tag champion, king of the ring. British Bulldog, who for some reason said he's one of the greatest Intercontinental Champions of all time, even though he only held a belt for like three months for his one reign. And yeah, he's a fantastic superstar, but still, one of the greatest Intercontinental Champions, I'm sorry, but no. Paul Burchell, who they remind us, was a pirate. I can swing in on the rope. I mean, why not, if you want to get real G-rated, show the whole segment where he was in a mask when he was over on the ECW brand going up against fucking the Hurricane. You don't need to remind us that he was a fucking Pirates of the Caribbean knockoff. And then you get Wade Barrett. Which then transitions to the next segment, the Saturday Morning Spotlight. Looking at Wade Barrett, they're doing the video packages. They don't show the full impact of any of the movies he's delivering because, oh, we gotta quickly cut the footage all the time. And his voiceover, he's just saying, I'm a bad man who can't be stopped. Okay, I'm sure injuries will save otherwise. And then, we get our main event match. The Usos versus Justin Gabriel and Tyson Kidd. Weird note at the, fir- at the start. We all know around this time they were doing that whole tribal entrance. The blue Samo, you know, that whole thing. They fucked up here because usually, like, the Usos are on the stage and they start doing that before the music plays. But before they can even come out of the entrance area, the music's already started playing. So they can't even do that. Like, I get it. They were slightly crunched on time because of the announcement at the end, but it's just like... You can edit things a certain way, you know? But it just, it was whatever. You had, like, Justin Gabriel and Jimmy at the beginning, because, again, you can't tell the Usos apart because they weren't doing the face paint shit yet. Doing some cruiserweight action. Jim, Justin Gabriel even got a standing moonsault at the beginning, so it's just like, okay, that's something to start in. Tyson and Jay get in, and Tyson wants to get in the sharpshooter, but Jay quickly scrambles to the ropes. Like, nope, not doing it. So both Usos are outside. And Tyson Kidd, he gets on the apron, he's doing the whole standing thing on the ropes with his legs spread open like a fucking $3 whore. And then Justin Gabriel does a suicide dive between Tyson Kidd's legs to one of the Usos, probably to, I think, Jimmy, because he was not the legal man, but both Usos were outside. And you get the camera cut. I mean, what, was Tyson Kidd's balls fucking hanging out? Oh, we got to quickly cover it up. It's almost like that one incident of the Zack Ryder match in ECW where the guy's dick fucking popped up because his tights exploding. But then Tyson gets that running, uh, I think it's like an apron senton off the apron to, I think it had to be Jay, the other Uso, as they go to commercial, posing for the crowd and shit, and the crowd actually at least gave a shit about Tyson. I mean, the crowd was chanting like, Tyson, Tyson, chicken nuggets, or whatever the fuck. Come back from break, Jimmy's wearing down Tyson, and and Tyson's even trying to get a tag, but Jimmy stops him, back suplex. They're getting some tags in between the Usos just to keep going down. And Jay, he goes from chin lock to body scissors because like, oh shit, Us, I can't go for a head move because this is TVG. Fuck. So then Jimmy gets tagged back in. He goes for a backbreaker on Tyson, which camera misses again because camera cuts got to fucking 
video bomb there. It's like, hey, focus over here on the commentary team that we give a shit about. So then Tyson, like, he stops Jimmy from going off top rope with the Uso splash, gets an arm drag. Justin Gabriel and Jay also get tagged in, and there's a miscommunication there because you know that whole, like, float over thing, like, where somebody gets thrown to the corner, they grab the ropes, and then jump over to try to do that leap over spot? There's miscommunication there because Justin Gabriel doesn't make it in time. He ends up anally penetrating Jay's ass with his head. It's like, well, hopefully, Jay, you're ready for a prostate exam later on because the next thing you take up the ass is going to be a lot smaller when you visit the doctor. <laughs> Finally, you get to the end. Tyson's on the apron. He tries going for, a, like, attacking Jimmy, but Jimmy trips him up, so Tyson smacks face first on the apron, which gets covered up by, it was either Justin Gabriel or the other Uso, Getting in the way, so yeah, we got good editing there. Justin Gabriel, he wants to go for 450 splash, misses. Aliop lift up Simone drop to Justin Gabriel, and that's it. So the USOs get a tag team victory, but I mean, it doesn't undo the fact that he lost a 3 MB last week. I don't give a fuck. But I mean, it's good sportsmanship. Fine match. And then at the end, in the last minute of the broadcast, you get John Cena. He makes an announcement that next week on Saturday Morning Slam, I mean, it's going to be a few weeks before I have the next episode here on the channel and everything. He's making his Saturday morning slam debut, and he wants to issue an open challenge, but then 3MB comes along, and he's Slater's like, oh, I'm already accepting that open challenge. He's like, okay, that gets rid of any element of surprise. I mean, we had better open challenges later on when Cena won the U.S. title, because you never know who he was going to fight. But here, I'm missing an open challenge. Oh, no, open challenge answered like 10 seconds later. So it's Cena versus the Wendy's chick. Alright. I mean, it's going to make you wonder what kind of moves Cena's going to be able to do. He can't do the five-knuckle shuffle, though, because that's a reference to jacking off, and he can't do that to somebody's head. So, it's going to make you wonder what happens next time. But, this, an alright episode. I mean, fun things to kind of crack about, but some things were just weird. You know, I mean, Teddy Biasi Jr. being on Saturday Morning Slam. Why? Then some things notable about the vault video vault thing. It's whatever. I mean, that tag match was fine, so there's something nice. But again, a couple camera cuts were just made it feel iffy. So, let me know you thought in the comment section below what you thought about this episode of Saturday Morning Slam. Let's, I'm going to cross my fingers that something nice might happen for the John Cena's debut match. I mean, I know I had my hopes up when they had the episode about Jim Johnson being there, and I got let down, but we'll see what happens. So... Let me know what's on the comment section below. If you enjoyed today's episode of the podcast, please remember to leave a like and subscribe to the bell. Turn off if you're listening to this on YouTube or follow if you're listening to the podcast on any other service that this podcast is available on. And I'll catch you all in the next episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out, and good day, everybody.